welcome to the Burned Out to Badass podcast. My name is Ellen Shinky at Coach Ellen on Instagram, and this is my monthly podcast where I am committed to giving you short, no BS episodes to help you, the busy, burned out professional and entrepreneur, find your balance and take back your life from burnout. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Burned Out to Badass podcast. I'm very excited for today's topic because this is a topic I feel like if you are thinking about burnout, you're thinking about stress, this is a really, really important side of that topic to think about. The fact that it's not all just about work. It's not just work that burns us out. And actually today what I'm going to be talking about is I'm going to be talking about six non-work things that can burn us out in our lives. I think this is really important for us to think about. It's probably been a while since I've said this on the podcast, but burnout is holistic. Burnout is about you exceeding your capacity in any and every part of your life. That can mean you exceeding your capacity in terms of the number of responsibilities on your plate. It can mean you're exceeding your capacity in your social life. It can look like a lot of different things. And that's really what I want us to explore today. Before we get into it, I want to quickly remind you that I do have a number of memberships available to you. If anything we're talking about resonates today, if you feel like you need additional support with it, and I've actually opened up one-on-one coaching options that don't necessarily require a weekly meeting. It's a cheaper, easier alternative if your calendar's already jam-packed, but you still know that you need that support. Plus bonus, the memberships are actually included in Anybody who signs up for one-on-one coaching, you get the memberships as well. There are lots of changes happening inside of the membership, but maybe you just need a one-off conversation to deeper dive into some of these things and the way in which they might be affecting your burnout and your stress. I do also offer one-off coaching sessions if you need. For all of those things for the memberships, head to coachellen.com slash membership. But frankly, you can find out more about all of them at coachellen.com slash coaching. Again, that's E-L-L-Y-N because I spell my name weird just to mess you all up. So Coach Ellen, E-L-L-Y-N.com slash coaching. But let's go ahead and dive into this. What are the non-work things that can burn us out? Now, the reason why I want to talk about this is earlier this morning, I answered a question for a subscriber inside of my burnout membership. And my answer included something along the lines of, we can burn, we can burn out on burnout recovery, We can burn out on our burnout recovery journey. And I stand by those words. And the reason why I said it to her is because I wanted to really make sure that whatever she was doing, whatever she was thinking about, whatever step she was taking, that she was conscious about not doing too much. That's why I said it. We can burn out on our burnout recovery journey if we do too much. I stand by those words. You see, because most of us think of burnout as something that is specifically related to our careers. We burn out at work, right? Like nowhere else, except that's not true. We might mostly burn out at work, but we can absolutely burn out in any aspect of our life. The first thing I say in damn near every single talk, every speech that I've ever given is burnout is holistic. And not only is burnout holistic, 
because most of us are not capable of compartmentalizing, you know, what might be work burnout away from the rest of our lives. But it's also holistic because any part of our lives can truly burn us out. And I mean any. Burnout simply and succinctly means you're operating beyond your capacity. And we can do that in any part of our lives. But today I want to talk about the main parts of our lives that I think are the biggest non-work threats to our burnout. The first one is relationships. I'm not going to talk about this one too much today because we already did a whole blog and a whole podcast on this last week. It was episode number 49. So I guess it wasn't last week. It was a little over a week ago. But our relationships burn us out. Absolutely. And they burn us out when we feel undervalued and underappreciated in them. Just like the boss that doesn't appreciate us at work, our non-work relationships can burn us out in a similar way. But definitely go ahead and check out episode number 49 if you want more about the relationship side of things. But can our relationships burn us out? Absolutely. Our workouts can actually also burn us out. And I'm going to kind of roll this in with health habits. Our health habits in general can also burn us out. That's kind of the second non-work side of our lives that can burn us out. And it's not just me that thinks so. The National Association for Sports Medicine, the NSAM, which is a big certifying body, they're basically just kind of a big authority for PTs, for personal trainers and exercise professionals. They literally had an entire article published on their website all about exercise-related burnout. Exercise burnout can come from various factors over time, And ultimately, the issue is when we don't listen to our bodies, those factors can derail us, even when we have the best intentions. Like we burn out from exercise and working out when we're not adequately recovering. And that can lead to physical burnout. Like when we do workouts that we find boring, that can also burn us out. If we are bored, uninspired, or or not enjoying our workouts, or maybe when we're sick of being inside, that can also you know, bring an element of boredom burnout into our workouts. That's actually a big reason why I've given myself permission to swap my workout for a walk when it's really nice outside. I'm not a big runner, but I want to enjoy the sunshine, you know, so it doesn't happen a lot in the Seattle area. So really making sure I do that and I introduce that element, that's really important for me to make sure I'm staying engaged. I also am realizing more and more that I need variety. I actually have a newsletter that went out yesterday where the resource and the tip that I talk about in that newsletter is a exercise tool that I use. And the reason why I like it so much is because it introduces variety into my workouts. It's not just our workouts, though, like I kind of already hinted at. It can be our very health habits. I have seen so many well-meaning members in my membership or former clients who set this beautiful plan for themselves and their health habits. They're going to wake up at 6 a.m. They're going to meditate for 15 minutes. They're going to read two chapters, do a 45-minute workout, stretch for 15 minutes, do gratitudes and affirmations while cooking a delicious breakfast and sipping on coffee all before 8 a.m. and to start their day. And then at the end of the day, they're going to wind down with some yoga flow, do their second daily meditation before doing some reading and journaling in bed. Oh, and they meal prep every morning while drinking celery juice and matcha. And it sounds beautiful, doesn't it? Aspirational, right? But it's also a lot. And the problem for most of us is, A, we go from zero to 60, from no habits to all the habits. And B, we refuse to accept imperfection. That's the problem. Not only that, But health health habits like this don't allow for the day where your manager meeting runs long, keeping you at the office for an extra two hours, or for when your baby won't go down for a nap. Health habits like this don't allow for life to happen, and we certainly don't either. 
That's what I mean when I say our health habits can burn us out. Like sometimes we have so many habits and we expect ourselves to engage in them so perfectly. Sometimes the mere act of trying to keep up with Sally, the YouTube influencer who BTW is kidless and probably has somebody else prepping her meals that she doesn't tell you about. Or the crazy expectation that Sally, the influencer, has implanted in our brains of what's necessary to be mindful and stress-free, that can drive us to burnout as well. I learned about something in my certification recently about how simply attempting to have the perfect pre-sleep schedule and to have the perfect sleep environment, that can actually keep you from getting good sleep. I actually feel like I'm running into that a little bit recently because my sleep has been very off recently. And I think it's because I'm trying to do too much. So my recommendation with workouts and health habits is keep it simple. Keep your workout simple. Keep your habits simple. Keep your routine simple. If you want to build on your habits, build one new habit at a time. And if it doesn't work, don't force yourself to keep it. A habit only works if it works for you. So we talked about relationships. We mostly talked about it couple, you know, a week ago in uh, episode 49. But the second big one is our workouts and our health habits. The third one, the third non-work part of our life that can burn us out is our goals. This is like high achiever 101. We love goals. We love projects. We love accomplishing and achieving all the things, right? I mean, my YouTube channel has unofficially become like a Notion channel in a lot of ways because I love Notion. It keeps my life running. And I love the things that Notion allows me to accomplish and achieve. But what do we do as high achievers? And this is something we have to be so aware of. We put too much on our plates. And because we can be unforgiving and perfectionistic with expectations and ambitions that far, you know, exceed reality, we run ourselves into the ground doing too much. I literally did a newsletter to my list not too long ago. And if you're not on my newsletter, this is why you should join coachellen.com slash list and you can join. Um, But I did a newsletter not too long ago about exactly this, how I got over ambitious and put too much on my plate this new year because I was just legitimately so excited about doing all of the things. It's not a bad thing to be ambitious. It's not a bad thing to have high standards. It's not a bad thing to be excited about the things that you want to achieve and the goals that you have. None of that's bad. But what we have to do is we have to bring a little bit of practicality into things. What we need to do is constantly ask ourselves, do I actually have enough time to do these things that I want to do? Are there enough hours in the day? And as I hinted at in a recent podcast, yes, there are. There's always enough time in the day. But if we're finding that there feels like there isn't, that means A, we're overcommitting ourselves. And B, we just need to adjust our timelines. Our goals are never too big. Our timelines are often too short. And if we let our inner perfectionist get in the way, those timelines and unrealistic expectations are going to drive us into the ground and burn us out just as much as anything. So that's the third component. Our goals can burn us out. So relationships can burn us out. Workouts and health habits can burn us out. Our goals can burn us out. The next one I'm very, very passionate about is our environment can burn us out. This is a little bit of an abstract one. I will totally admit this. But speaking as someone who is planning on moving apartments at the end of my lease, because my environment isn't conducive to good rest in any of its forms, I definitely believe that our environment can burn us out. But that's also not the only way our environment can burn us out. In my memberships, I have discussed the tidying movement and how many people are living with less. You know, Marie Kondo, 
the home edit, tiny homes, minimalism. Hell, I'm doing a no spend challenge right now because I recognize that A, I don't need more stuff in my life. And B, I tend to shop for stuff that I don't need to numb and to avoid dealing with my emotions. It's not just me waving my hands and connecting seemingly unrelated dots, though. There's research that backs me up on this, you know. Yay, science. (laughs) There's actually a DePaul University professor who has the coolest name. He is aptly named Dr. Joseph Ferrari. He said, the more clutter one has on one's desk in in one's office, the less productivity they have and the higher rate of burnout and the more emotional burnout they will experience. There was actually also another UCLA study that showed that clutter is directly tied to stress levels, especially in women. I think this is all so true from a science perspective, but also if you think about it very logically, think about how peaceful it feels when your kitchen clowners are clean, when there are no dishes to do or dishwashers to unload, when the carpets are vacuumed, the laundry is folded, the bed is made, the clothes are all put away. This honestly sounds so peaceful, it seems like a dream. And I don't know if that's just me, but that's what I mean. When our environment is clean, decluttered, calming, peaceful, or at the very least conducive to those things, it makes a difference in our stress and on our ability to recover at the end of the day. But I don't think it stops there either. I think our environment outside of our physical space matters too. If you don't live in a space where you feel safe, it's going to impact your stress and your ability to unwind. If your basic needs, a grocery store, a gas station, doctor's office, aren't easily accessible to you in your environment, it's going to impact your stress and your burnout. If you don't have connections and close relationships nearby to you, it's going to impact your environment. Hell, it's even little things like, do I have a trail nearby that I can go walk on that impact my burnout and my stress levels? It's honestly something that I prioritize when I'm looking for a new place to live. Our environment and the way it impacts our burnout and stress are nuanced and complex. But basically what I'm saying here is don't sleep on environment because it matters and it impacts our burnout. So we've talked about relationships. We've talked about workouts and health habits. We've talked about our goals. We've talked about our environment. And the next big piece for us to talk about is our social lives. I said in the last point, that not having easy access to loved ones and close relationships can impact our stress. But simultaneously, our social lives can impact us and burn us out if we're overcommitting ourselves socially. You see, it's, it's not just about taking on too much and doing too much on our to-do list and our personal goals. Sometimes we have too much happening socially, and that can burn us out too. I think of everything that we have going on in our lives as a plate. Our goals, our workouts, our habits, our relationships, our work, our sleep, all of those things go on a plate. And for most of us, our plates are like American Thanksgiving all day, every day. And that's just not sustainable. Instead, what we need is we need to adapt our social schedules to our season. If we're in a hustle season with our goals and our work, then we need to back off on the social commitments for a while. If we're not and things are a little bit lighter and a little bit easier, then we can beef up the social calendar. That's fine. The bottom line is that we don't want our social lives to add to the burnout and stress we're already feeling. And for some of us, we do out of obligation or guilt We don't want to feel like our lives are taking from us or our sanity. And if we do feel that way, we need to do less. We need to say no more. 
The people who love you will understand if you explain why you're saying no. I think sometimes the reason why people get upset is because they think we don't love them anymore and we think that they think that we're avoiding them. And if we gave them some context, no, I'm not avoiding you. I just have XYZ on my plate right now and I spend all day in one-on-one meetings and I just need some alone time to recharge. I think they had a, they'd have a lot more context why we're saying no. So we've talked relationships, workouts and health habits. We've talked about our goals. We've talked about our environment. We've talked about our social lives. There's one final piece that I want to talk about when it comes to burnout, those non-work things that cause burnout. And the last one is our mindset. So much of the work I do in my memberships with my one-on-one coaching clients is to shift our mindset to shift our mindset away from perfectionism, to shift our mindset away from feeling like we always have to be doing more, to shift our mindset away from hustle, to shift our mindset away from feeling like, you know, busyness is the only way to go. You know, so much of my content and my coaching has pivoted away from, you know, my goal being to help you achieve more with less burnout. And instead, more toward helping you work less and live more. I feel like so many of us, we have been rewarded for our more our entire lives. We have been rewarded for the fact that we have been busy since we were teenagers. We have been rewarded for the fact for all of the things that we can juggle. And aren't you a ninja? And aren't you super mom? Because you can juggle all of these things and keep all these plates in the air. We have been validated and rewarded for that. And I'm speaking as somebody who is incredibly externally validated. I am a Enneagram 3, which already means I'm externally validated. And my love language is words of affirmation. I feel like I have kind of a perfect storm of being externally validated and thriving on that external validation. And the mindset that I had to bring into question is, okay, I may have been validated for these things my entire life. But do I actually want to have this many plates in the air anymore? Sure, I can do it. And sure, I can succeed doing it. And I can make it perhaps look easy. I've been told that my entire life. But the fact of the matter becomes, I don't want that anymore. And that's where our mindset comes in. That's where that awareness comes in. That's where that ability to look at your life and say, you know what? Sure, I could do this, but I don't want it. Becomes so powerful and impactful and important. And until we can step into that, until we can ultimately give ourselves permission to do less, so many of these mindset shifts in our lives come down to, can we give ourselves permission to want something different, to do something different, to have different values? That's what this really comes down to. And until we can give ourselves permission to make that mindset shift, the burnout's going to persist. You may have heard me say, burnout happens, but staying burned out is a choice. That mindset component is really where that statement comes from. Burnout in our lives for so many of us comes down to the choices that we are making. And sometimes we make choices because we feel like we have to. We feel like we're forced to. We feel like we are locked into making that decision because of all of these external circumstances in our lives. But the fact of the matter is we have more choice and more control than we think we do. We are not as trapped as we think we are. And as soon as we can realize that, accept that, take ownership of that, that's when the massive changes start to happen. 
And that's why I think mindset is such a crucial component of doing burnout recovery and burnout work. So much of my memberships are about helping us change this mindset, helping us recognize what the mindsets are that are holding us back and learning how to work around them. So if that is something that appeals to you, again, head to coachellen.com slash membership. But once again, the non-work things that can burn us out, our relationships, our workouts and our health habits, our goals, our environment, our social lives, and lastly, our mindset. And if any of these are really jumping out at you as something that you need support with, again, head to coachellen.com slash coaching. Check out my memberships, check out my one-on-one coaching support, or if you need a one-on-one coaching session to really help you dive into one of these things, then let me know. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Coach Ellen and I'll hook you up. But with that, thank you so much for being here, my friend. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time.